Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Maction. I'm your host, Mark Scafidi, on the Believe Sports Network. For all of your podcast needs, we have shows pretty much for everybody. We are live from sunny Los Angeles, and uh, we have a record-breaking week in the MAC. So I didn't know this. I had to look it up. I It was the Ohio versus Buffalo game. Um, Armani Rogers, Ohio Bobcats. We'll start off with the good. He broke the NCAA record. I, clearly, you can't run more than 99 yards. So he got the 99-yard touchdown run. He also has the record. So that's he tied that record because other people have run run for 99 yards. He tied broke Mark Malone from Arizona State's record of 98 yards for a quarterback run. So congratulations to Armani Rogers for a 99-yard run. It was it was you know thing of beauty. It's what you dream about if you're you know, you're throwing a one year if you're at the one yard line and you're a quarterback you want to throw it. You know, 99 yards for the touchdown. If you are a running back, you can't go any farther than 99 yards. So <clears throat> the record-setting run, you would think Ohio has this one. They were up 21 to nothing. <laughs> Ohio was up 21 to nothing. It looked like the Bobcats season was going to turn around. But Buffalo struck back and took their first lead of the game on the last play of the game, a 26-yard field goal by Alex McNulty. So Buffalo improves to three and four. Unfortunately for the Bobcats, they fall to one and six. That puts them one more loss, and their season is essentially over. They can only they can't lose any more games if they want to go to a bowl game. So they need to win five in a row. So the Bobcats are in major major trouble when it comes to bowl games but if you're one and six frankly you're not looking and thinking you're going to a bowl game anyway i mean that's that's the reality of a one and six record you're not thinking you're going to a bowl game anyway at this point but a big win for buffalo to keep their bowl game bowl game uh hopes alive kyle van trees had 251 yards armani rogers finished finished with 183 yards passing and over 100 yards rushing for two touchdowns. So a nice day by Armani Rogers for the Bobcats, but overall a, honestly, a devastating loss for the Bobcats that I honestly don't think they're going to be able to re rebound from. That was as heartbreaking and a gut punch of a loss as you're going to get. And one more loss in their season is essentially over. So that is... That's a tough one to tough one there to handle. Uh, we'll move on to Ball State, improving to four and three, two and one in the MAC with a 38-31 win over the Eastern Michigan Eagles, who are also four and three. Uh, ben Bryant for Eastern threw for 331 yards and one touchdown. That's a lot of yards. Would have been nice to get like two more two more touchdowns there, but still great day for Ben Bryant. Carson Steele rushed for Ball State, 138 yards, one touchdown. Dylan Drummond for Eastern, seven receptions, 105. Uh, Ball State is 
at some point going to be on a collision course with NIU. And NIU has to play both Western Michigan and Ball State. Those two, those three teams are going to determine the MAC West. So the winner, I mean, if NIU beats both of them, NIU is, is looking good in terms of a bowl game. Eastern Michigan, MAC dreams are essentially over at this point, but they're two wins away from a bowl game. So Eastern Michigan is in great position. They only need two more wins <clears throat> to pretty much guarantee bowling. You can't guarantee it at six wins, but seven wins, pretty much you're a, a lock. Six wins, you're most likely going to a bowl game because there's a few more bowl games this year, but that's for a few weeks down the road. Um, bowling Green. I don't know what happened ever since the Minnesota game. They <clears throat> went into DeKalb to play my Huskies. Uh, my Huskies, man, passing is a challenge. Let, let's, let's just say how it is. They are a challenge to throw the football. They can run the football really well with coming up with a 34-26 victory over Bowling Green. And they were winning most of the game, um, but it it didn't really seem like NIU was dominating a team like Bowling Green. I mean, Bowling Green was in the game till the, you know, the fourth quarter. So it was hard to kind of dissect this because Bowling Green has been, since Minnesota, the huge biggest disappointment they can be. They're 2-5 and five now. 0-3 oh, in the MAC. So it looks like what we thought would be a potential program-changing win against the Gophers. It hasn't happened. Bowling Green is exactly where they were, minus the one big win, where they would have been last year. It's hard to, it's hard to figure out what's going on with the Falcons. Right now, at two and five, you're kind of looking like, is this a bowl team or is this not a bowl team? I don't think it's a bowl team right now because, I mean, they only have wiggle room for two more losses or one more loss, um, two technically. Uh, yeah, to, to get to seven, so. It's tough. I mean, you're owing, you're o for the Mac so far. Bowling Green. I, it, it's hard to see what's going on there. Uh, Matt McDonald, Bowling Green, 235 yards, one touchdown. Um, Jay Ducker, because uh, Harrison Whaley's still out. He had a huge, huge game. 33 carries, 210 yards. I mean, that's all Mac level. Um, so the NIU, it's just plug and play for the NIU tailbacks. They are just handing the ball off to someone, and someone is running roughshod all over the uh, opponents and it was definitely a physical upfront game for the Huskies I mean they they wanted to run the ball they did run the ball successfully um if they're ever in a position where you're losing I, I'm kind of worried as a as an NIU fan and just as a team they're so one-sided in terms of running the ball and the defense gives up points. So if you're ever in a shootout that's requiring the passing game, I'm not I'm not sure how he's going to respond. Because they're definitely a run-centric team. So uh, for now, it's working. You know, they're undefeated. They move to 5-2, one win away from a bowl game, 3-0 and in the MAC with a big 34-26 win. Uh, they have a it's sort of an elimination game coming up Saturday. Not for them, but for Central Michigan. Um, let's see, uh, Akron, um, this, you know, the, the trouble continues. Miami of Ohio got the three and four with a 34, 21 win over the zips. The zips fall to two and five, one and two in the Mac. Miami moon proves the three and four, two and one in the Mac. 
Zach Gibson from Akron, 291 yards in the air, three touchdowns, very nice performance, 25 of 39, so he, he had a nice game. Uh, Keon Mose from Miami, eight, carry 73 yards, so it's a big, big average. Uh, Jack Sorensen from Miami, five receptions, 113, one touchdown. I mean, Miami's in pretty good shape to go to a bowl game right now at three and four. I mean, they need three more wins. Uh, Akron's in big trouble at two and five, so it's going to take some work for for Akron to get to a bowl game. Central Michigan uh 26 Toledo 23 so Toledo struggles also continuing. It's it's hard to see this team almost beat Notre Dame um back in September over a month ago now and now they struggle so mightily against the Mac teams. I don't I don't understand. They were so up and amped up for the Notre Dame game and it just they have not brought that same that same level of, uh, of you know, interest, it doesn't seem, to the games. I mean, they, they like, well, we didn't beat Notre Dame. It was a big downer, and they just haven't come back from it. So they're still in good position to get to a bowl game, but that's about it. Uh, Toledo is essentially a MAC observer now, and you're just fighting to get to that six wins to go to a bowl game. Central Michigan, pretty close now at 4-3 and three to a bowl game, 2-1 and one on the MAC. Monster game for them coming up. It's almost an elimination game. Um, for the chips because if they lose uh, they're pretty much done in the mac west because NIU is undefeated and you would have only two games left against ball state and western michigan uh daquan finn for toledo 15 of 32 208 yards lou nichols for the chips 29 carries 132 isaiah weinstead for toledo four receptions 108 yards the final game last week um kent state uh shocking i you know, to give up 64 points. Western Michigan, 64. Kent State, 31. Caleb Ellaby, 15 of 22, 307 yards, three touchdowns. That is as highly efficient and productive as you can be. I mean, that is a phenomenal stat line. Sean Tyler, 17 carries, 169, one touchdown. Of course, of course you could score 64 points. There's going to be a lot of people with touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Hall, five receptions, 144, one touchdown. Um, big time performance by the Broncos. <clears throat> it sets up an equally big uh, matchup down the road with NIU. So they're on a collision course, just like Ball State with NIU, to see who's going to be MAC West uh, champions. Uh, there is an interest. Oh, I forgot. There are a group of five teams. There are. The AAC is, is getting six official applications for um, membership. None of them are from the MAC. <clears throat> so it is uh, nobody from the MAC was attractive enough to the American Athletic Conference, apparently. All of the schools are <clears throat> basically from Conference USA and the Sun Belt. I don't know if anybody in the MAC was considered. But nobody got it. Nobody's officially applying. So the MAC looks like they will be untouched by expansion. Which, honestly, if you're a MAC school, you're kind of disappointed that you didn't get to move up. Um, because the paychecks are bigger in the American. Now, with these new schools, it's Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, North Texas, Texas San Antonio, Rice, and UAB. None of those schools have a huge cat. I mean, none of them have the names 
or cachet of the school's leaving. So it's like you're replacing um, AA. It's the AAC is essentially going to be like Conference USA now. It's it's not the AAC that was around a couple of years ago. So it, it well, these paychecks might not you know, it might this when they renegotiate it might not be that much bigger than the Mac. But it would have been nice to see someone from the Mac at least um, get an invitation or at least try to go up there, because it. The American has been a better conference overall, and right now you got Cincinnati undefeated. They've been a more likely scenario to get the group of five automatic spot or a playoff spot. Um, but nobody in the MAC is affected by that right now. I don't know if that those schools really, really help. North Texas hasn't been. You race, I mean, these haven't been. These they, none of these schools have been really good. So I don't know that they're going to make a huge impact for the American. But nobody from the Mac has to worry about that right now. Uh, next week, um, big-time games. Big-time games. ESPN U, Saturday morning for me, Saturday afternoon um, in Michigan. NIU goes into Mount Pleasant for a Mac West battle. Um this one is basically an elimination game for the Chippewas. So it's uh, they're a five-point favorite. If they can get into a shootout with the Huskies, Central Michigan can win the game. Because I just haven't seen anything from the NIU passing game that says it's efficient, it's good, it's 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 not reliable. That's it's basically it's it's there, but it's not the focus of anything that they're doing. Daniel Richardson, if he continues playing at the level he had been playing at, Central Michigan has a really good shot to win this. And if they can get it, they're still alive. If they don't, it's they're playing for a bowl game at 4-4. Four and four. So that is um, that's the big game Saturday morning ESPNU on regular TV. Eastern Michigan at Bowling Green. ESPN plus Eastern Michigan's a three point favorite. I think they should be more. I mean, Bowling Green's playing hard. They're just not getting wins. Um, Eastern Michigan. If you want to go to a bowl game, this has to be a victory. This is one of those games that you can't stub your toe. If you're the Eagles, it's a road game, but the road fan, I mean, the fans this year for the Mac games have been really low from all TV shots. This has to be a victory. Eastern Michigan. If you're if you're if you want to get to six wins, you can't make a mistake this week. Uh, this one has to be a W, and that one's on ESPN Plus. Also, same time noon kickoff in Ohio. Um, One p.m. kickoff, Kent State versus Ohio. Kent State again. They're if they're looking to go to a bowl game or win the MAC East, there can't be any slip ups with Ohio. Ohio's at one and six. Clearly, they have struggled, and they the last game they had was devastating the way they lost. So, if the Golden Flashes and the Flash Fast offense is going to get it done and get to a bowl game or a MAC championship game, they cannot lose this game either. This is one of those must-win games. Dustin Crum should have a big day. Marquez Cooper should have a big day. Kent's only a five and a half point favorite. I I think they can win by 
easily that if if they're clicking and their offense is rolling, they should win this one pretty easily. Miami of Ohio at Ball State, ESPN Plus. Um, this is this is going to be a hard one to to lose if you're Ball State because Ball State's in the on in the same spot as Western Michigan and NIU. They're potentially looking at a Mac and Miami's alive in the Mac East at three and four. Granted they have a losing record, but they're still two and one in the Mac. So this is a crossover game. So it doesn't impact it. It is the same way as if they were playing on their sides, but um, I feel like ball state at home. I like the way they're playing Miami. I don't think they're going to get it done on the road. Five point favorite ESPN plus um, in Muncie. So that one, I, I don't know. I just, I like Ball State on that one. Miami, and I'm just not, not feeling like they're going to go into Indiana and get that one. Um, Western Michigan at Toledo, CBS Sports Network, afternoon game. So this is 3.30 Eastern at Toledo. Um, I don't know why. Western Michigan is only a two-point favorite. I don't understand that. Two-point favorite. Have they watched the way Toledo's played lately? Western Michigan's playing really well. Five and two, two and one in the MAC. This this has to be a victory for Western Michigan. I mean, this is a clear has to be a victory because if Toledo were to win this game and NIU wins their game, Western Michigan's out essentially. Western Michigan would need to beat NIU and Ball State to beat NIU just to tie. They'd have to tiebreaker with NIU. So if Western Michigan, it, I don't know how it's only a two point favorite. Uh, this clearly seems like Western Michigan is on pat on pace to get the W. I don't quite understand the the small line, um, but that one's also on Real TV Glass Bowl, um, three thirty Eastern Time. ESPN Plus. All these games are afternoon. This is, I believe, the last week of Max Saturdays. I believe. Well, there might be one more. There might be some next Saturday, but that's it. And then they switch over to the weekdays. Um, and unfortunately, some of our MAC teams will be eliminated from bowl games by the t- that time, it looks like. Buffalo at Akron. This, I, again, Akron's not putting up much of a fight these days. Buffalo's an 11-point favorite on the road. Uh, it's an easy drive from Buffalo. I don't know if they're going to have that many fans. But Buffalo, 3-4. and four. This is... If you want to go to a bowl game, Buffalo, you have to beat the, the lower teams in the MAC. And this is one of those you have to win this game. There is no other option. This is a must win. On the road, ESPN Plus has to be a win for the Bulls. No other way around it. Um, we There is a Nick Rolovich, the coach of the Washington State Cougars, was fired this week for not complying with the state of Washington mandate about vaccinations so that is a power five job that's currently open and he knew the consequences of it and he was the highest paid state employee in the state of washington so if other states have i think he was making three million a year in his second year if other states have mandates like this um i don't know maybe maybe some of the mac coaches down the road suffer the same kind of dilemma but that is something to think about because it just happened to a power five coach 
the same way Kyrie Irving is being sitting down and refusing to play for the Nets. So uh, that's kind of like an odd college football story, but thought I'd throw that in there because that's kind of a big thing uh, when a coach is fired. Uh, there'll definitely be more coaches fired too um, in the power. Like LSU, that job is open now because Ed Orgeron stepped away. Well, he's going to be leaving at the end of the year. I wouldn't anticipate anyone from our conference in the MAC moving up to the LSU job. That is too big of a jump. LSU is a top five level type of job. And to go from a MAC school to the top of the power five in the SEC, especially, would be a big jump. Um, somebody from like Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. He's undefeated. He is in line for that type of LSU job. So that is the more realistic scenario there. Um, big weekend of action going on this week. We have uh, some games coming up Saturday, and then we'll switch over to weekdays in a couple weeks. I am Mark Scafidi. Come back next week when I give you the recap of how the week's going and what do I expect the following week right here on the Believe Sports Network. Have a great weekend, everybody, and enjoy some action. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.